What's up, universe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Hanging out right here, broadcasting out all over the universe, doing our podcast radio thing. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going as well as it can. I'm recovering from the cold. I don't know. Maybe it was the like vid. three days. <laughs> Could you have had the vid? Uh, highly doubt it because everyone I've been around has been fine. It's literally just me. So you didn't give it to anyone else? Yeah. So you don't think it's the vid? Don't think it's the vid. Also, the fact that I've had the vid before and had the facts already, so like, I should be fine, but you never know. Hey man, they don't make these variants for nothing. I mean, yeah, it's just surprising that I'd be the only one to get it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what the rule is on the new ones. Oh, but even if it was a cold, other people would get it. I don't I don't know. Maybe you know what? Who knows? Whatever it is. Sucks. Yeah, hate I hate when like like it just kinda like just drags, right? So you just like bleh. Yeah. It's 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 great because it's like I don't even want to do anything. I have like no energy. <laughs> and it's like, man, this is this is tons of fun. So how's that different from your normal day? Uh, I at least get a thing done when I'm not sick. Oh, okay. All right. I will withdraw my cheap shot. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, uh, withdrawn. Withdrawn. So I do want to... Uh, I guess we'll get serious here for a second. Um, I was, I've, I've been watching on Twitter, and there's a lot of conversation right now about... Um, kind of a lot of things, but they all kind of seem to conflate together. Florida uh, has approved a measure where they, at the same time, I don't know how they did it's incredibly efficient for a state government, eliminated two districts that were majority black while also revoking Disney's special status. How do you do that? District as punishment for Disney speaking out against, uh, I mean, what you can only call a controversial bill that Florida passed, um, affecting, depending on who you ask, discussions about sexuality in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to be super, super clear. I don't, I don't know enough about the bill. To specifically say what the bill does or doesn't say. I mean, that all that on my part. I'm, I live in Texas. It's a lack of interest slash education on that particular matter. Um, we at Nerd Thug Radio though are a hundred percent behind, you know, causes of allyship. We believe in that. Um, we believe in the L the alphabet movement. We don't have a problem with it. We think it's great. Um. I'm incredibly disappointed in the state of Florida that they are punishing Disney for what is essentially First Amendment speech. Right? Because like criticizing something the government does is political speech and it's protected under the First Amendment. Yeah, but it's not like they're not saying that they can't make those statements. It's more along the lines of... Well, but this is the government punishing them. 
not necessarily. It's removing a tax, not like special tax status from them. Uh, well, so the special tax. Okay, so here's the thing. Actually, truthfully, this is a bigger punishment to the citizens of Florida. Um, basically, Disney with the state when they were building out there, they bought a bunch of unusable swampland because of like the wetlands preservations acts and things like that. No one else can buy and develop on these lands. Only Disney can. Um, and Disney has to adhere to a lot of standards in order to do construction out there. Also, uh, Disney pays for its own infrastructure. The state doesn't pay for it. Electricity, phone, police, fire, water, emergency services, all of that. Disney pays for itself out of pocket. Um, under this, under this ruling, my understanding is beginning next year, the state of Florida will have to pay that. Also, because Disney has been able to operate as its own unit, it's it's racked up roughly a billion dollars in debt to itself in that district working on, like, projects that obviously Disney can afford to do. Well, now Florida has to assume those projects and that debt. Yeah. It's more about, it. I feel like, a, a statement and also the fact that, like, Disney is a mega corporation, so, like... They're just gonna shift their their cost basis elsewhere. Well, it doesn't. Listen, here's ultimately, I don't think it hurts Disney. But what I do think it is, I do think it is the state government, at the very least, acting in response to Disney making a political statement, which I have a problem with. If we're going now, listen, I don't like this part of the sentence. If we're going to pretend corporations are people, which I wish we didn't do, then we have yeah. to let people make their statements. Correct. We can't act in reaction to or punish people's political statements. Right. But also I I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest for a minute where it's like I don't agree with what they said. With Disney? Yeah. Uh I don't actually I think the whole quote was essentially they didn't realize it was gonna affect so many people and so now they want to actively work to get rid of it. Yeah, which is like I understand making a statement be like, oh, you know, us as a as a as an entity don't support this, you know, this action and this movement and we'll do everything to support those affected by it is very different from hey, we're gonna we don't like this and we're gonna do everything in our power to make sure it changes <laughs> is very different things. They are different things, but is one less or more political than the other? Yeah, because one is overt action and the other one is support there's a difference so like if a person said they were going to change a law like i'm going to work to change i mean people do that no like i understand but those those are political actors if you're like hey i'm gonna you know gather my local you know people and we're gonna work to change something because we think it affects our community okay that's a political movement and action but you can also you know support something and also be separated from from like direct action and I don't uh, think a corporation uh, being like, it feels like they're doing whatever they want because they have the ability to and not like out of best interest of people. Well, clearly, well, clearly they're doing it for PR. I mean, let's be very honest about that piece of it. They're doing it for PR. They, first of all, they, they were the number one funder of Florida state Republicans the last couple of years. Um, See, look. 
talking out of both sides of their mouths. They are. They absolutely are. But I think that's, but unfortunately, that's, that is their right to. Also, I don't know if we're, again, and it just goes back to the thing that I'm not comfortable with. I don't disagree with what you're saying in the sense that they are significantly more powerful than the average person. But even if you're not the average person, you still have free speech. If Elon Musk wanted to publicly come out tomorrow and say, um, that he's against the Texas National Guard being used to monitor the border. That would be his right to say it. And if Governor Abbott then tried to ban Twitter in the state, which honestly, even as I'm saying it, I feel like this would happen directly. Um, it's because Governor Abbott's useless, but it's but fine. I do like. But even after he did it, that would be him going after protected free speech that is political. That's um, fair, but I, I think the protection of free speech is not freedom from its consequence, but more freedom from like us directly being like, "You can't say this." What, what, and I understand, like, I, well, would, I would say you're. It's a force. Right. It's a force scenario, but you're never gonna. They're never gonna fold. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I would say you're right on a commercial level, on a, on a private citizen level. If people like, if people wanted to stop buying Teslas because Elon Musk said it, that would be fine. But if the state does something, that is specifically what the First Amendment says you're not allowed to do. But they're that, not stopping them. They're just taking away something that they gave them already. Well, they are stopping them. They're retaliating. If they retaliate, then the intention is that they won't do it next time. Right. But if but if I have a deal with you and I say, hey, Corey. You can come to my house for free anytime you want. All right. As long as as long as you're nice to me. And then one day you say something that I'm like, I no longer want this relationship anymore. You have every right to cut off that communication, right? Yeah, but these but again, that was all private level. Now, if the constitution said Corey it's must a, it's be the same nice thing. It's me. it's a contract with the government. Just right. as much as the, the federal a uh, federal government can remove funding from a program that's no longer functioning. Yes, correct. But if they do it as punishment, they do get in trouble for it. As a matter of fact, they would investigate whether or not it was done as punishment. And if it was done as punishment, people would go to jail. That's, that's the thing. You, the state is allowed, like the state could be allowed to take away Disney's tax status as an action. Yes. But they can't do it if they're doing it because Disney spoke out against them, which according to Governor DeSantis is specifically what they're doing. He literally may had a press conference where he said, Disney said this and that oversteps the boundaries of what I think is acceptable. Therefore we're going after them. That is where it runs afoul of what I'm talking about. The state yeah, is. No, I, I see where you're coming from. Cause it's, it's just, it's government action based on a statement. Right. Retaliation is ultimately what the issue is. The First Amendment lets you say whatever you want about the government. And the government is not allowed to punish you for saying it. They can still do whatever they're going to do whenever they want to do it. However, if if it's doing it to you because you said this, that's what's against the rule. That is true. And that's that is what it by all intents and purposes appears to be happening. Um, And that's. That is an issue that as a podcast, as a radio show, as anything, as a person with a mouth, you know, you have to be aware of and you have to you have to make a statement about that is ultimately 
of all, of all the things that are happening in politics right now, this part of it is the most important, where they're just directly ignoring the First Amendment and the Constitution of the United States of America. Yeah, because it is free from retaliation. No, you're right. That's true. Yeah, and and that's the that's the part of the puzzle. Like, if he doesn't if he doesn't give the press conference, maybe you could say like, "Oh, what a weird coincidence," and you could be like, "Okay, it's obvious why they're doing it." But he gives a press conference that specifically says, "You know, f them," and this is what's up. Which is which is fair. And if he just had the statement of like, "I don't like Disney," that was really stupid. We're doing it anyways. It'd be like, okay, like obviously you guys don't see eye to eye and that's fine but like now that you're like gonna do that no but that's fair you're, you're using the the power of government to retaliate against someone's free speech even if you don't like the person standing by you know standard principles of everyone is you know free right. here listen the probably the most important free speech case in the history of the United States was Larry Flynn versus I don't even remember who it was but, you know, it was it was proof that you, you have to protect the speech you don't like. And I'm not saying I don't like what Disney said. Uh, I don't like what they did on the first half of it. I don't think reporting Republicans and then going against what the Republicans did makes any sense at all. Just a universal concept. You kind of got what you asked for there. But it's because they're using their money to back their money interest and then using their voice to back what they're political well, they, messages i think i think they backed people they thought were going to win elections um well and... you just pick if you're if you're just out there to make money and pick a winner like oh no i picked a republican in a red state weird right well in florida that's the thing though is desantis won florida by thirty thousand votes that's where that's where a lot of this comes from is it's weird it's a very slim margin that florida's operating by but i guess their rules are different than say the senate in the national government is where the the majority is kind of all that matters, but they're, you know, just like Texas is allegedly trending purple, but you wouldn't know that from everything they've done over the last two years. Right. Uh, but all of that being said, we're going to jump out to break. When we come back. We're going to talk nerds up radio stuff. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We're talking about Netflix. We're going to talk about some other things. Uh, this is nerd thug radio. And we'll be right back. What's up, Night Owls? Corey DLG here. Wanted to make sure you guys know about the weekly schedule of The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more right up there at 525 Woodland Square, Suite 130 in Conroe. Every Monday, they're painting miniatures, and on Tuesday, they're rotating between Digimon or Dragon Ball. On Wednesday, they have Yu-Gi-Oh! On Friday, they do casual Star Wars play of almost every type of game, including Legion and X-Wing Fighter, and of course, Magic the Gathering and Warhammer on Saturdays. Make sure to go to The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more, where all the nerds hang out. All right, nerds, let me tell you guys about a good friend of the show, an 11-year veteran who served in Iraq as a sniper and then became one of the coolest jobs in the world. In 2008, he got licensed to be a private investigator, a bounty hunter. I'm talking about scorpioninvestigations.com. Everything from proof of infidelity to sweeping a home or business for bugs, microphones, cameras, bounty hunting, and even doing some bail bonds work. ScorpionInvestigations.com is who you need to contact for your security needs and background checks. ScorpionInvestigations.com Hey guys, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio just letting you know that your party is not complete unless you're using the Sincere Smiles Photo booth. Go to SincereSmilesPhoto.com 
and go ahead and make a reservation there for a photo booth to have at your party. It comes with all kinds of props and fun things that can print or even make digital photos for you. And most importantly, if you mention the Nerd Thug Radio ad, you get an additional hour for free when making your reservation. SincereSmilesPhoto.com, the photo booth for your party. Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, making sure you guys know about TastyCajunButter.com. All the way from Hebert's Meat Market in the Woodlands, all the way down to the Galleria, and even Linda's Seafood in Baytown or Rose's Seafood in Seabrook. You can get yourself Tasty Cajun Butter almost anywhere. TastyCajunButter.com. Wants you to order some right there from the website. It's Tasty Cajun Butter is a creamy, delicious delight for seafood, chicken, or steak. It pairs well with pasta, potatoes, and vegetables. It's great for dipping, injecting, sautéing, or marinating. Make sure to check out TastyCajunButter.com. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had to say I was right, and now that took all of his energy. That's it. That was it. That was it. That's all he had. I'm, I'm tapping out for today, guys. You got it. <laughs> You'll now get TV static for the next 35 minutes. Oh, man. I, you know, I got to be honest. Uh, I think some of the most boring radio is one-person shows. And I, and, I, and I say that knowing I'm probably one of the people who could probably have a one-person show, like a Colin Cowherd type. Like, I know I could probably talk it's, enough to do it. It's really impressive. And, like, I talk to myself a lot. Well, just you know, because I'm a weirdo like that. Respect, but it's it's incoherent, like mess. Like I'm just more impressed that these people can have a one person show, no response, sitting in a room, like not get off track too far. Right, and then they can bring even if they get off. To, you know, at the end of the day, they're they're, they're laying out coherent hours and hours of content. Crazy. I just think it's got to be some of the hardest radio to do. I don't, I'm not interested in working that hard in my life. Hey, we're just going to sit in a room. You're going to be here. We're going to talk for two hours straight. You're going to cover three <laughs> topics and not lose your mind. It's like, well, by hour 25, I'm dead. Yeah, I like, I don't know. I don't know how that works, man. That's got to be tough. To be tough. Uh, speaking of tough, though, the streaming wars look like they're starting to catch up with a major major casualty oh man big big dog status no longer netflix is uh, bleeding is bleeding right now i'm gonna i'm gonna say they're in trouble i'm not willing to say that they're on some sort of death spiral or anything like that Ooh, i'm 100 percent on the death spiral theory um we started talking about netflix having issues for a few years now, we started out, there was an article that came out that basically pointed out that they're like, what was it, like $50 billion in debt or something like that? Yeah, in just an absolute exorbitant number in debt uh, and have uh, for the past like 20 years. Right. Now, part of that, uh, part of that, I mean, you're calling it debt, but it's like future payments because they buy streaming products and things of that nature. Yeah. Like when they, when they were contracts. Buying, like, making shows doing stuff like yeah yeah when they were buying all the rights all the marvel stuff they were buying up all the rights to the star wars stuff that i mean yes it is debt it is debt that they owe over 10 year periods Uh, i think they did a 200 million dollar deal with cw for all of their shows i mean stuff like yeah that's debt it is money owed over time but it's kind of it kind of paid like that doesn't feel necessarily like 
it's not debt like the visa's heavy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not like they don't have the money. It's just that they're going to owe people money, but they're making money every month. So who cares? Right. Yeah, it's sort of like it feels safe for them to take on some. And also, a lot of the debt winds up going away because of like Disney opting out early and things of that nature. So some of this stuff, and also when you hear some of the numbers that have been tossed around for some things, Peacock paying WWE $2 billion over four years for basically the WWE app to basically become part of Peacock. Um, you, there's clearly money in streaming. Um, yeah, it's, it's, never, it's never not been about that, but this is where Netflix really uh, lost their marbles. They just, they just were so aggressive. Now, part of this, uh, I do think, were like one-time calls. Like, they were building a studio, like an actual shooting studio where they could film movies. Okay, yeah. well, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, that's going to be a big expense. And then it's some a of their expense, and then you're going to make money from it. Right, and then some of their shows were wildly expensive. That part is the part where I think I'm, I'm not understanding. So, Stranger Things, the new season, season four, I think? is uh, yeah due to come out i don't know when but they started showing ads for it already soonish the the cost has been estimated at 30 million dollars an episode does that make sense yeah like i kind of feel like this wasn't supposed to be this expensive I don't I, like. I don't like know the whole. I feel like number. the whole point of like a Netflix or like a Hulu or an Amazon original was like, "Hey, we're gonna make this thing that's not as expensive as acquiring already made stuff that already has a following, you know, so that we can have it in house and all the money is ours, right?" Right. And that when you're spending thirty million dollars an episode on a twelve episode series, you're spending three hundred million dollars on the show. Well, unless I mean, if it, <laughs> at thirty million, it's got. I'm sure it's going to be like six to eight episodes, right? Like, yeah. But even that's two hundred and four. That's a quarter of a billion dollars on a show you own all the rights to. Right. How did that happen? Right. How did that happen? And somehow we and and then somehow the 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 three hundred million dollar Disney deal is looking pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, what? How much did they pay for that movie we liked, The Robinsons versus the, end of the oh, World? Like a hundred and fifty billion dollars, something like that, or a hundred billion dollars. It was something like that. It was a crazy number, and you just go like, as much as I love that movie, they're not going to get the money back on that. Where do they get the money? How does that work? And I, oh. I think this sounds like it's uh, like obviously not this bad because obviously Netflix has been a company for over twenty plus years. But who knows? It really sounds like. Uh, Remember the Fire Festival documentary? Yeah. And they had like, they're like, quick, 18 year old random guy, you're our booker. <laughs> Book talent. And he's like, he's like calling up agents to like cold play. And he's like, I'll give you a uh, quarter million them. dollars. Yeah. He's and they're like, like oh, heck booking, yeah, we'll right? be there all weekend. Fantastic. <laughs> and they're like, how much do you pay the artist? And he's like, I don't know, like a billion dollars. He's like, what? Yeah. Well, um, because he didn't know, he has no concept of how much like money it would cost. Yeah, he's just losing on all of the deals. Well, there was an article that came out a couple years ago that talked about how Netflix deals were like resetting the market for like, um, TV creators and content creators and stuff like that. Like the people who pitch and guide TV channels are like the, the big time creators. Like when they say like Ryan Reynolds has a Netflix deal and it's like Ryan Reynolds signs like a five year 
$200 million or a five movie, $200 million deal with Netflix. And it's like, like they were changing like the math on these deals. Um, and this, Hollywood was kind of like, how are we supposed to like, <laughs> how are we supposed to compete? They like, like, how does that work in this, you know, new economy where people don't go to movies and whatever? Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like it, it's Especially when you're, when you're, when your streaming service is always like a fixed value, it's never like you're going to get more. So that and brings then, back to what's going on. They right. are trying to raise prices again. They're also toying with the idea of inserting commercials into a cheaper price point. They also are um, canceling the first a bunch time of in the shows. history of the show, losing or the history of the network, losing subscribers. And quarter is... one, they lost two hundred thousand, and quarter two, they might lose as many as two million. This is this is where we start to see the giants crumble. Uh, it's stuff like this that makes people like really forget how fragile like some businesses are. Like we saw it all throughout the pandemic of businesses. Again, we've talked about Diamond to death because of how oh, like yeah. because they cornered the market and were the only ones. As soon as anyone else stepped into the ring, they fell apart. Right. Well, and also they crippled an industry for a month and for two months, just just by taking time off by themselves. And I think right. that this like really big push, like Netflix was able to swing around these huge, massive numbers because they were basically on the infinite growth model. But as people and other options started showing up that are bigger, better, more valuable to other people or even just made better deals. You know, if you buy your phone plan, you get HBO Max or whatever. Like, I'm not going to spend $20 a month on Netflix if I get HBO Max for free. Right. Well, that was so Apple TV was doing a thing. One of them was I got it for free for a year because of my cell phone plan. Yeah. So I'd already signed up for that. Uh, then all of a sudden that was expiring. And right as it was expiring, PlayStation was advertising. They were buying Apple TV for six months for people. So I tried to do it through that. And Apple TV was like, you've already gotten a free promotion. You're you have to pay now, and it's four ninety nine. So whatever, I don't. That's fine. But they are they were like, you've already gotten a free year. We're not giving you any other free. Um, <laughs> so you created a second email, and then you're like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's right. Now Nerd Thug Radio subscribes to Apple TV for free for six bucks. No, exactly. I just um, I, here's a, so I'm watching a show on actually on Apple TV called We uh, the Story of We Were. The final episode drops this week on Friday. Um, and it basically runs with the same problem you're talking about. The idea of this infinite growth. Uh, keep growing, keep growing, keep growing, keep growing. Um, WeWork becomes valued at one point at $4.4 billion. And at another point, it gets valued at $42 billion. Um, however, he's spending... $50 million a week at one point. Um, as the show progresses and he starts getting more and more chaotic and they're expanding more and more and more and more, the, they start like showing you. Uh, at this point, WeWork is currently spending $1.7 million a day, $2.2 million a day, $2.8 million a day, $3.1 million a day. Uh, and it's all with the idea of infinite growth. So like they start going out to places. Listen, office space in New York, yeah, that the the same makes sense. But then they go somewhere like Ohio and they rent out an entire building in Ohio. Are you telling me 
honestly that five floors of people need we work space in Ohio. Yeah, you know you know what that tells me? That tells me that every worker in Ohio is gonna work at this one building. <laughs> yeah, right? Like every every wannabe startup entrepreneur suddenly starts showing up at WeWork. Like I don't the idea of infinite growth for these companies to succeed is it's sort of a weird, scary thing that we do this in our economy that we expect these things are gonna work every single it's why I don't personally believe in investing in the stock market. I know that might sound weird or crazy to some people, but I consider all these numbers to be vastly imaginary. The market cap for Tesla is bigger than the entire automobile industry, and they don't make more cars than everyone else. Right. And, like, I understand, like, why you want to be like, oh, but these are, you know, it's technological innovation. It's like, yeah, but is it? Right. And that's the thing is, like, and, and there's nuance to the story beyond that. But the reality was he just he just spent more money than he had, and that's where he got himself into trouble. And he kept having to find more money and find more money and find more money. It's and, it's unsustainable, and I think that's the the route that Netflix was on. They kept acquiring more things, but then when everyone pulled away and was like, "Why am I selling you my thing when I can just sell it myself?" Well, and now that there are a lot more places, let's say Netflix set a bar at a certain dollar amount for economic well, think, streaming, right? Well, like, think, let's say. Hold on, wait, wait. I kind of want to make this point. Think about okay. when we first started this show. Okay. 2016, yes. we were talking about possible Marvel shows that we wanted to pitch to the Netflix deal because it was the only thing on TV at the time. Correct. Fast forward to now, we have essentially a secondary TV edition of cinematic Marvel stuff live canon premiering on their own streaming network right like stuff like this like you didn't think was possible five six years ago right you're right no we were sitting around talking about hey what if they did a blade ghost rider tv show oh man that'd be crazy and now we fast forward to the other side of it and moon knight is premiering weekly (laughs) moon knight's premiering weekly but beyond that the actual avengers movie stars themselves are coming and doing six-episode shows on Disney. Uh, Loki did eight episodes. Hawkeye was six. WandaVerse was six, eight, something like that. Like I don't remember. Uh, yeah, it's crazy to think about, but you're right. Like The movie stars are now coming on to streaming shows on Disney+, Plus, which is essentially a Marvel Star Wars streaming app. Like That's all they seem... I mean, I know they're doing other content, but genuinely it seems to be that's all they're premiering is Marvel Star Wars stuff. Well, it's because Disney releases new properties like Molasses Speed, but well, it takes so the long. Like they're, they, they dedicate all to one movie, and then they're like, well, this is going to be all we care about for the next three and a half years. Well, if you remember, if you recall, that used to be Netflix's model was they were only releasing one or two projects every weekend. So, like, it used to be you would go home, and if they hit gold, which they did, like, once a month at least... Everyone spent all month talking about, hey, did you see that new show on Netflix, Ozarks? Like, holy smokes, that show is crazy. Oh, man, Stranger Things, have you heard about this? Like, check it out. It came out last weekend on Netflix. That show is crazy. And they kept yeah, again, like, like that. Like, that was also, like, the beginning of, like, Stranger Things, that huge explosion of D&D. Like, all that happened at once. And, like, now that we're so far from it, Stranger Things is so much bigger then I think they even understand, and they're spending so much on it. 
Well, I don't, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know how they got to that number. Like, I just don't know. Especially Netflix, when you hear Netflix that, like, has spent some crazy money. Like, uh, oh, what was the what was the Netflix show about the superpowers? It was basically like Heroes. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Jupiter's Legacy. No, not that one. Like, oh. there's another one that they were spending, but they were like, oh, Sense Eight. Yeah, there you go. Yes, Sense Eight was bad. It was starting. It's the final season. The last couple episodes cost eight million dollars each to produce. Yeah, like crazy numbers, like which also I don't understand how that's true. They're just they're just they were spending tons of money because they were traveling. That's what they were because they because all of the characters they were, were all over the world or whatever, and, and they, they were, were filming like, on, on location, location every yeah. single time. Yeah, yeah, because they're like one of the group was in America, one of them was in like India or Dubai, and they're like, well, obviously we got to film in Dubai, and it's like. Or you could just like film on a lot in California, like everyone else does, right? But whatever. So I've, got, I, I've got Netflix up in the background, and it's been sitting still for so long that it's playing like the slideshow thing, of, like different oh, love, shows and all love that. The, love the slideshow thing; it's like the best feature. So it's just so distracting. Molly's game keeps popping up, and it, Jessica Chastain has got to be one of the most beautiful women on the planet. I just, I just have to say that as we're. It just scrolls past every minute or so, and it, it, I can't stop having it catch my attention. <laughs> it's the same picture over and over again, and it still catches my attention each time. She's in a black dress; it just looks stunning. And every time it scrolls by, I'm like, "Who is? Oh, it's, it's Molly's game again for like the ninth time." Corey, <laughs> yeah, keeps getting. Uh, but no, I just and the idea of this this weird infinite growth thing that 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 keeps happening it makes me think. Back to the Theranos thing. It makes me think back to WeWork, to Firefest, to all of these things. Like, none of it makes sense. Like, if you were to write down on paper, I've got an idea that it won't stop growing. The idea that all these quote-unquote Wall Street brilliant people, and that's the thing, is everyone on these boards is filled with geniuses and innovators and, and people who change because, because they want to they want to believe that they're what they're a part of is bigger than what it really is. I guess, but ultimately what weirds me out is just the idea that none yeah, of these people are man enough to just sit down and say this doesn't actually work. Not only that it doesn't actually work, but they, they like go all in and then are surprised and like over surprised. and over again they go all in. They're like, I can't I can't believe it. You're telling me that the sun is in fact hot and that my wings will in fact melt? That's crazy. Right. As and, they and don't plummet get me wrong, to the I... earth and die. I know that occasionally they hit. Like, I get it. And I know that some of these ideas truly are scalable on a global level. Things like Uber. I understand that. Like, Uber, you can put Uber Apple. in every city of the world. I understand uh, how when, when you're, like, starting out and you're investing in it and someone goes, now, okay, we're just in New York right now and we're doing $3 million in revenue. Now imagine if we were everywhere. Yeah, I get that suddenly your brain's like, that's a trillion dollars. I get that. I understand that. My issue is that doesn't work on everything. On on something like Netflix, TV is only there's only so many people who buy streaming stuff. And, and honestly, there's only so many hours in a day. Like right. even if even if you're super interested in every project Netflix has ever made and you watch all there's not enough there's not enough time in the day to even scratch the surface of the amount of content that Netflix has. And what I'm starting to realize is that also there are other countries 
like Netflix India and Netflix here and Netflix there, Netflix Australia, Netflix this, Netflix that are all also making content. And now they have these shows from other places that they're now like the hit shows are able to go everywhere. And that's smart. Netflix is saving money there. But the problem is. Well, they're still they're still paying for it over there too. Right. They, yeah, they but if have you only to have bring to pay... it over here, it's worthless. Well, if you only have to pay once, really, like okay, you bring it over here and you dub it, like that's not a huge loss. That's really not. Unironically, uh, just don't even dub it. Their dubs are so bad. Well, but I mean, that's the reason. Probably the reason their dubs are so bad is that they're. That's probably one spot they're saving money on. If you see the articles about voice acting money, like, yeah, oh this, yeah, this is probably one of the few places. I was paid two hundred and fifty dollars like, eh. to voice a ten million dollar anime. It's like. Oof. Right. Instead, let's go the other. Well, that's right now what I'm seeing is like voice actors. There's a lot of voice actors who they basically like they could make like $600 to do like a star role in like the lesser known stuff that comes over. Yeah. Apparently, the industry that pays the best for voice acting is actually uh, gaming. I buy that. Yeah. Because, mm. yeah, you don't want to you don't want to mess around with that. You don't want the thing that breaks your game to be voice acting. Well, they like they they like apparently pay like really well even for like background characters. Well, but but again, the thing you don't want is like you spend two hundred million dollars making this game and it's got to sell, uh, um, you know, ten million copies for you to make the profit that you're supposed to make on this. And then like on day one when it comes out, people are laughing at the way your characters sound. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like you, you just like. Screw it. I don't know. That that might be just a genius marketing move because then everyone's going to be talking about it. And everyone's like, I got to see it for myself. Well, if, if uh, like it killed some games, uh, Mass Effect opening weekend of that game, the animatron, the animations weren't done in a lot of the yeah, cinematic was... moments. And so all of a sudden there was a ton of like people laughing and showing glitchiness and blah, blah, blah. And... Is that Andromeda, right? Uh, I think so, and it just it stalled sales out, and then people were starting to complain about everything else about the game because the momentum went. Here's the thing: you can make a bad game, but if everyone loves it, no one's going to complain that it's a bad game. They're just be like, "Yeah, it's kind of cheesy, but who cares?" True, because like Fortnite isn't anything. Well, Fortnite was an accident, anyways. It was supposed but, to. It was a small part of what was supposed to be a much bigger game, and then everyone correct. loved it. They were like, Oops. but everyone, yeah, everyone got into it and said, "Hey, man, this is this is what I'm liking." Yeah, they uh, accidentally tapped into something, and instead of, and they were smart enough to just go, "We'll stay here." Yeah, and now you know people still play it, however many years later. And and people complain about the broken parts of it, but they don't like it's. They all still play it. Like the numbers don't drop. Like it's not going yeah. anywhere. The the numbers don't drop. They're still gonna buy their Moon Knight skin. And yeah, whatever flavor got all the of the week that they had. Really, the the thing that I think is the biggest credit to Fortnite is that they've gotten Marvel and DC in the same game now. They've got Marvel, DC, John Wick, all uh, Street Fighter, all in the same the game. Yeah. I've seen it all. Like, really, if you want to talk about crazy crossovers that never should have happened, it's Fortnite. It's Fortnite, yeah. And they've been in comic books in Marvel and in DC. They even have Nerf guns. Real-life ones that you can buy. And action figures and toys like this. Whoever did the the licensing on Fortnite is the person that should be hired for everything. If you think you've got a product worth licensing... You should be hiring the Fortnite guy. Like we always talk about, like who's got a good agent because they keep getting work and keep getting paid or whatever. 
the Fortnite guy. Whoever is the licensing guy for Fortnite. Yeah, that guy just that guy talks to everybody. Everyone likes him. Everyone works with him. <laughs> Either he's got blackmail on everybody or he throws the best parties. Right. Yeah. Those are the only options. <laughs> I like to imagine it's just like some like like some like nobody looking dude with like glasses, a little bit overweight, and he's like just like a really chill guy to talk to, and everyone's like dealing with all this stress and they're like, Oh, this guy's so nice. Here's what here's what we're gonna find out. It's gonna be this beautiful blonde woman with Yeah, and it's gonna be like, Oh no, this makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just gonna be just like I show up to every office and people are just like, Take it, whatever you want, take it. We don't care. (laughs) You know, I see myself as a really progressive company. Anyway, here's a check for fifty billion dollars. Yeah, you're wonderful. (laughs) If all the meetings are in person, you can have anybody you want for this. Can we have Batman fight Spider-Man? Absolutely. I don't care. Doesn't bother me at all. What is this, a decades-long feud? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. fine. Don't worry. We'll cross all boundaries just for you? Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds sounds exactly like the video game industry and like it sounds like licensing in general. Do do love how shallow people are. (laughs) You know, sometimes sometimes you like to, you know, you, you you look at humanity and you're like, man, we've come so far. And then you're like, man, we haven't gone that far at all. I'm lying. You know what's funny? You know where you really see it? If you ever just look at art. Yeah. Like, we, you think we've come so far. And then when you look at art, it was like 300 years ago, they were doing oil paintings of naked women in bed. Okay. Yeah. All right. We've really, okay. <laughs> now that we have cameras. Uh, the, thing, the thing that always oh. impresses me, like, statues. <laughs> Like, how do you make marble look soft? What? Uh, there are some really beautiful sculptures of, of, well, it's of a naked woman and she's holding like a like a blouse or like a curtain to her or something. Yeah, and it does. It looks like it, it looks like a curtain. It looks soft, but it's it's rock. And then of course, someone commented was like, obviously this was made by a man, and then it turns out it was made by a blind uh, Chinese woman. Yeah, it's like, well, look at that. Yeah. Who's who's lying now? Right. All right, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got a little bit left of uh, Nerd Thug Radio. Attention, real estate investors. Have you sold properties using seller financing? Call Sal. Do you collect monthly payments from a mortgage note but want a lump sum cash offer? Call Sal. Do you have a rent-to-own property but want to cash out? Call Sal. We pay cash today for your cash flow assets. If you would like a lump sum offer on your asset, please call Sal. We can present a same-day offer so you can get cash in your hands as quickly as possible. Call Sal at M5X Mortgage Note Solutions now. 619-922-0176. 619-922-0176. Corey DLG here of Nerd Thug Radio. Wanted to let you guys know about Dragon's Lair, Houston North. Right there at 21151 State Highway 249, Houston, Texas 77070. The Dragon's Lair has got a full range of comics and games as well as comics, graphic novels, manga, and one of Houston's largest selections of board, card, and miniature gaming. That's Dragon's Lair right there at 249 in Luetta Road. Come hang out. Let them know Nerd Thug Radio sent you. Owing money to the IRS is not the end of the world. All is not lost. But it won't go away on its own. Hi, I'm Thelma, a certified tax strategist and the owner of Success Tax Help. The IRS is a special type of creditor who can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank account, and seize all of your assets. The good news is Success Tax Help can help you. Give us a call today. Our number is 832-856-2974. 
We're a full-service tax defense firm with over 60 years of combined IRS experience. Often do every single weekend for six years. That's a really long time. Like, I didn't think about it when I was... I was I was going through some of the old shows and I was like, man, this is from 2016. I was literally a like a teenager. I that, that I think that's the part I hate the most about all this is how young you were when we started. When you talk about some of this stuff, because I was I'm 38, so I was still old when we started. So like when you're like, I was 15 when we did this, I'm always like, I hate you. I wasn't 15. I was 17. <laughs> that that in no way made it better to me just now. I was a senior in high school. It's not like I was like a 12-year-old being like, oh, yeah, let me do that. On, Nico, if you knew how unproductive I was as a senior in high school. I mean, fair, but. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, you had your growing pains, but it's just so funny to think, like, you were you were a bad babe when we started. Oh, it's Molly's game again. Oh, oh, there oh, it is. oh. She's just gorgeous. I don't like, I don't understand how they just don't. Where's the movie where they just put her on screen for two and a half hours? Like, I don't care what it's about. Like, I'll Pride and Prejudice starring Jessica Chastain. I'll watch it. I don't care. I don't care. Submit it if you want. It's like, (laughs) oh, man, what's what's that movie? Is it Birdman? The one that's, like, set as, like, one continuous shot, and it's, like, an hour and a half long? Oh, yeah, it's – every shot was, like – he shoots everything in one long take. So there's like, it's fewer scenes. It's like 12 minute scenes instead of four minute scenes. It's a lot of that. Yeah. And so like, but those whole scenes were one long shot take. And so like literally uh, they would have to do these like over and over and over. And everyone was really scared about messing up their cues and all that. Uh, yeah. Birdman. Birdman. Michael Keaton, Emma Stone. Some other people. Just that, but it's Jessica Chastain. <laughs> Listen, if I'm ever famous and I'm ever producing my own movies, that's it's on my dream list. All right. Something, something, something starring Jessica Chastain. Yep. <laughs> I don't even care what at this point. Um, I don't care if that makes me shallow. I just, I just, this picture keeps popping up and I just keep thinking to myself, why is she not on screen all the time? She's got to hover, whatever it's called. Like okay, the Kardashians are, are yeah, the Kardashians are hot, I guess. But uh, where's my twenty four seven reality TV show, Jessica, Jessica Chastain? Where's that? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, like I want them to follow her even when she's filming other movies, and like the cameras get in the way of each other, and they're like, Dave, Dave, I can see you in the shot, man. And he's like, Hey, I gotta <laughs> get my job. I just work here. Like the the camera gets a little shaky because they're super zoomed in because like they're filming like someone of <laughs> filming something else. <laughs> like like there's another camera in the background and that's for like the reality show while she's filming something else. Like that's what I want. Yeah, that's the level of like meta that I want on that. <laughs> <laughs> so obnoxious. I don't feel bad. I totally mean it. Um. I guess we'll take this segment to talk about The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Reminding you to check out their Roku uh, page. All kinds of fun stuff. Chaz is working on all kinds of great things over there. Go to the store. It's wonderful. It's family-friendly. It's bright, well-lit. Also, just as a reminder, free comic book day is coming up. The oh, I don't have the date with me. I think it's the first weekend of May. And um, for sure, you need to make sure you're going to Dragon's Lair at Luetta and 249. Stop by there on free comic book day. They're going to have a lot of stuff going on, including 
Uh, training uh, Jedi. The Jedi Academy is gonna be training people on how to do lightsaber duels. Oh yeah, you better get ready to get wrecked by a twelve-year-old. I, you know what? Every time you say that sentence, it doesn't feel right. Uh, but we're gonna move on. Uh... <laughs> what? No, it's fine. You said it. It's cool. It's cool. It's out there for everyone. <laughs> You're telling me that Anakin wasn't <laughs> fucking <laughs> to fight I, the okay. younglings. Now you have to fix this. Ha ha. Uh, here's I hate my life anyway. Yeah, that's true. It's just, you just make more work for yourself when you do that. Here's the thing. I hated Anakin anyway. So that whole first movie where he both flies a pod racer and a starfighter and is a Jedi and whatever. I whatever. And then now this is pod racing. And, and on top of that, he was he winds up dating a princess that's 15 years older than him or something. Like, what are the rules in Star Wars? Like, where are the lines? Uh, AKA, there is no rules. I made it up. Although, uh, to a lot of people, when they're 17, dating like a, a hot Natalie Portman at 30 would be totally fine. So, I guess that that's, it is what it is. The, they just hated him because he was too swag. You know what's interesting is Hayden Christensen actually does seem like a cool guy, but that he was not ready for that role, man. <laughs> like, but that's gonna follow him for the rest of his life, right? Like, it's just, uh, he was not ready for that because, like, he's in Takers, and I kind of like his character in Takers. He's just kind of like cool, laissez-faire, like doesn't really have any cares, tattooed, uh, gunner, thief type dude. Uh, and I, I was like, yeah, I kind of dig him. Uh, however. Uh, halfway through the movie, I'm like, God, he was so bad in Star Wars, though. <sighs> <laughs> it like it like came up later. Yeah, like it just creeps in the back of your head the longer he's on screen. Eventually, you're just like, shut up, Anakin, and you can't help yourself. It just happens. Um, you were the chosen one. <laughs> you could have something or something. It doesn't matter. Anyway, you were supposed uh, to destroy this if enjoyed them. Uh, make sure to check out Dragon's Lair's Facebook Facebook page. They've got tons of activities listed for free comic book day. They've got tons of stuff going on every weekend, all kinds of great gaming and events. Just uh, hang out, check in with them, have yourself a good old time. Uh, what, we got we got to do one more segment, so we got to get out right now. I mean, we can just end it here if you want. Uh, how much? How, what, what do we got time wise? This is good radio right here. <laughs> Just us guessing for five minutes. Yeah, we got another five minutes though. Yeah. All right, let's jump out to a break. We come back. I've got one more thing to talk about. We'll talk about it there in the back. And see, that's this is good radio. This is a tease. We'll be right back with another segment of Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. Hey everybody, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, letting you know about Tanks Paintball. It's open every single weekend, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and they also have a great discounted package for a $20 paintball happy hour that lets you get standard rental gear and 100 paintballs, all for just $20. Get on out to 22011 Southwest Freeway in Richmond, Texas, or call 281-342-5885. Make sure to go hang out at Tank's Paintball and have an awesome, awesome weekend shooting all of your friends. Hey guys, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, letting you guys know about Dragon's Lair's gaming schedule. Every Monday, they've got Magic the Gathering Commander going on. And on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, they have Dungeons and Dragons. That's what I get down on. Uh, Warhammer on Fridays, as well as Friday Night Magic. Every Friday, as well as monthly tournaments. Dragon's Layers, where nerds go to get their game on. Right there, Luetta and 249. 211-51 State Highway, 249, Houston, Texas, 77070. 
And welcome back to Uplate with Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, but I kind of wanted to talk about, we sort of talked around a little bit. Uh, Disney Plus, Moon Knight is currently streaming. Uh, I'm really, really digging it. But I'm starting to suspect that the reason we haven't seen a trailer for Thor Love and Thunder is because of Moon Knight. Which would make sense. Uh, so for those who aren't sure, Thor Love and Thunder, part of the plot of that movie is that Gore, the God Butcher, played by Christian Bale, is a powerful entity who's going through the cosmos, killing the deities that are worshipped by various races and people and things throughout the cosmos and the multiverse. I think just the cosmos, not the multiverse. Um, so like that scene where Thor and uh, the rock guy are standing over a big dead dinosaur looking thing. That big dead dinosaur, uh, that's from one of the comic books in this storyline, and that big dead dinosaur was a deity of some kind that was worshipped by a group of people. Um, he was like the rock breaker or something. He was like Todd the rock breaker or something, worshipped by some group of aliens. And he's murdered by Gore the God Butcher. Um, the reason I think Moon Knight might tie into this is part of the storyline that's going on in this show is there's clearly this low-key war between the gods. There's conflict going on. Um, it's clear there's a war between Khonshu and I think his name is Am- Amon. And Amon is a god who's been entombed, and they were trying to free him. Meanwhile, Khonshu is like a renegade god of vengeance who's been giving Moon Knight his limited superpowers. Um they had a trial in one of the earlier episodes and a couple of the other gods came up and they made some judgments and some decisions. And then those ramifications came through in this, in this episode. And in this episode, Khonshu is imprisoned. Obviously something's going to happen there. He's going to be freed. I'm sure. But when he's imprisoned, they put him in a wall where several other gods are also shown. So I'm curious. Seems like a lot of setup that we're just going to come back to this scene and they're all going to be gone or dead. Or like when he frees Khonshu and he frees some of these other ones, then we find out at the top of Thor that they're dead now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I genuinely believe that's where we're going with this. Um, yeah, either somebody's going to come through and be killing these gods and like in, in Moon Knight rescues Khonshu from the God Butcher, or something else happens and some of these gods are like, yeah, there's a force out there that we're trying to avoid or hide from. Um, so I think that part is worth... Some people have been like, obviously it's because of Doctor Strange. And it might be. There might be something in Doctor Strange that really changes the landscape. But I think they're on different sides of the universe. I think Doctor Strange is doing something with the multiverse. And Thor is doing something with space. Space! space. And I think that that is where we're going with this. I think the space and the gods storyline is going to be touched upon. And the only thing that's kind of dabbling in that right now is Moon Knight. So I think that's where we're going. I think it's a, I think it's a good educated guess, especially because there's only a few, I mean, I assume only a few episodes left. Yeah. I think it's the six episode thing. So I think there's two weeks left. Uh, and that dovetails directly into Dr. Strange. I think Dr. Strange is May 6th. Uh, oh look at that I'm so excited for that movie I can't wait I've seen a lot of stuff now that says there's only a couple of cameos in it which 
some people are saying means it's definitely the Illuminati. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I this say could this I I've heard conflicting information because I've also heard that this is like the most characters in a single film. Yeah, I also have heard that, but considering how many people were in uh, in game. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that like just because you're in a movie doesn't mean that you're playing like a role in it. Like you could, we could, we could very well be like, I mean, technically there's more characters, but that's because fifty people were on screen at once yeah. for a four, like a fortieth of a second. Yeah, but how are you going to top that? Like, I mean, yeah, that's a lot of people. So, oh, there she is again, Molly's game. Yeah, Have you even I watched I, that movie. Yeah, it, it's actually it's an okay movie. It's She's an interesting person, also because Molly was the little sister of an NFL wide receiver, and mm-hmm. a different one of, and her other brother was a like a neurosurgeon. So Ooh. it's like three of the most like famous siblings that don't do like movies or something. You know what I mean? Like Jonas Brothers uh, or anything like that. Like famous, like real world famous, accomplished family. Hmm. The Blooms. That's who it is. It's the Bloom family. So Jeremy Bloom was a world uh, was an Olympic level skier. I think he even wins like a bronze. And he was the one that the NCAA told him he had to pick between skiing, the Olympics, or football. So he chose skiing in the Olympics. Then he comes back. He gets drafted like third round. And he plays like five years in the NFL. Crazy. Um. The other brother apparently was like accepted to med school before the age of like 21 or something. Uh, and then Molly Bloom almost won a, uh, a medal in the Olympics, uh, but she had a horrific accident uh, and like fractured some stuff and wound up getting uh, injured. Then she goes on to become the poker queen of New York and writing a book about it. And that's what this movie's about. Nice. Pretty accomplished family. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, like, sometimes you just got the good genes, and, like, families like that just exist, and just they're just better at everything. <laughs> you saying it's the DLG family? Oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, look at us. Look at how accomplished we all are. <laughs> Let's never say the word accomplished again. <laughs> One out of four ain't bad. <laughs> all right, we're going to thank everybody for listening on that note. Uh, everyone have a great weekend. Stay safe. Stay wonderful. Enjoy yourselves. Take care of yourselves. We are going to see you next week. And as always, thank you for listening to Nerd Sug Radio.